You're listening to the Summer Camp Music Festival Podcast with your host, Camp Counselor Derek. Ray, people will come, Ray. For reasons they can't even fathom, they turn up your driveway not knowing for sure why they're doing it. They'll arrive at your door as innocent as children, longing for the past. Of course, we won't mind if you look around, you'll say. It's only $20 per person. They'll pass over the money without even thinking about it. For it is money they have and peace they like. And they'll walk out to the bleachers. Sit in shirt sleeves on a perfect afternoon. And it'll be as if they dipped themselves in magic waters. The memories will be so thick that I have to brush them away from their faces. People will come, Ray. This field is a part of our past, Ray. It reminds us of all that once was good. It could be again. Oh, people will come, Ray. People will most definitely come. When the lights go down and the stage lights come up, and all those people, I, I'll stand off, you know, to the side and I just watch and. For that 90 minutes, that three, you know, the three hours, whatever the, the show is, all those people in the audience all have a story to tell. They, they, there's something, you know, they all have something going on in their life. And um, for that concert, they've let go. You know, they come to that show. To, it's all about the music and for the entertainment. And and to know that I'm just a small piece of the puzzle. Um, that helped put that together, uh, that really brings a chill to me for every show I ever do. Ahoy, campers. That last clip there was the man himself, the father of summer camp, Mr. Jay Goldberg, talking about his love for live music and the industry. Uh, That came from a podcast called The Big Perm Show out of Peoria, Illinois, and I urge you to check out the full 45-minute interview with Jay Goldberg online. So, folks, summer camp is next friggin' week. It's time to pull out the old tent and shake out last year's funk. There are lots of good resources on Facebook, on the Facebook group where you can find uh, packing lists, so I suggest doing that. And the schedule has been released. It's time to make a plan. And, uh, well, here's how I do it. Uh, Because, uh, folks, I, I know that every year everyone sits down and says, this is every single show I'm going to catch. Uh, But there are factors you can't always control, and you have to learn to roll with the weekend. Uh, So here's just a quick tip. Go ahead and make your schedule that fills out every second of the weekend, and that lineup should be what you aspire to see. Then, go back and circle the bands that you can't miss. Uh, I suggest picking up a schedule at the general stores or one of the bars on your way into the festival. Uh, I don't think they hand them out at the gate like they used to. Uh, those paper schedules are key, though, and that's going to help you save uh, battery on your phone. So I'd suggest getting one of those, picking up one of those on your way, and they're free. 
Uh, plus, it has all the information about the various activities and workshops and art showings throughout the weekend. Um, but take that schedule and circle the bands that you can't miss. And keep those shows in mind when you crack a beer or when you run out into the sun to enjoy another band. Uh, you want to have the energy when it comes down to, well, when it comes down to when it counts is all I'm saying. So um, it's a small, maybe obvious tip for you, uh, but I'm just trying to be the voice in the back of your head that says, do you really want to be passed out face down in the vibe porta potty right as your favorite artist takes the stage? Keep it in mind. Uh, a couple quick notes about information that has been released in the last week. Did anyone catch that Pensatucky is going to be singing in the vibe tent? What are you, one of those hippy dippy docs? Like if I told you I was dreaming about a pineapple, you would ask me if I want to have sex with my mama? That's right. Taryn Manning, the uh, multi-talented actress from Orange is the New Black, will be sitting in with Milk and Cooks in the vibe tent on Saturday night at 7 p.m. That should be interesting. Uh, another note is the return of the Sunrise Kickball with Ryan Stasek and Joel Cummings of Umphreys McGee. That will be happening bright and early at 6 a.m. behind the Sunshine Stage soundboard. I believe that will be just after the late, late night shows end. So either stumble on over or wake up early. And that is affiliated with the Field Day competition that I talked about in a previous episode. You can sign up for that at fieldday.summercampfestival.com. So that's plenty of information for you this week. There will be one more episode released before camp, so be sure to tune into that. Uh, subscribe on iTunes, Android, Google Play, rate us on iTunes. I single that out because it's about half of the audience, and um, the other half is broken up into various media. Uh, so here we go. This is my interview with Dave Johnston from Yonder Mountain String Band. You can catch him and Yonder at 2 p.m. in the VIP Lounge on Sunday, May 28th. Uh, that's in 2017, if you're listening to this after Memorial Day 2017. And uh, they'll also be playing at 4.45 p.m. on the Sunshine Stage. That's right before Trey Anastasio's sets. So uh, stay tuned after the interview for the Jam of the Week. Hey everyone, I'm here with Dave Johnston, who is a banjo virtuoso and founding member of Yonder Mountain String Band. How are you today, Dave? I'm doing pretty good, man. I uh, just got back from a big uh, winter and spring touring season and now we're off for a little bit before summer starts up i saw that it looked like you looked like you had a month off and then you start right back into it again for the summer season right yeah pretty much pretty much so um i'm starting off asking everyone as a standard first question uh what was your first concert and i'm particularly excited to ask you because in uh in researching you for this interview, I, I realized you grew up in Aurora, Illinois, uh, home to Wayne and Garth, of course, and right. uh, which is not too far from where I grew up. Uh, so, uh, what, Dave Johnston, what was your first concert? The very first concert I saw was Def Leppard at the Rosemont Horizon, the Hysteria, Hysteria tour, maybe? Yeah. I'm sure I had friends at that show. <laughs> Right. 
Um, <laughs> Pour some sugar on me. Why not? Yeah, probably lots of ripped jeans. And uh, do you remember how old you were when that? I think I was twelve or thirteen. There was a lot of uh, members-only jackets kind of thing and, and stone-washed jeans and, and long, long hair, long hair. I'm sure if I had had my choice at that point, I would have been at that show. Um, but my first concert was Huey Lewis at Poplar Creek. Oh, nice. We met Huey Lewis at the Jammies once. I couldn't believe I was talking to him. Yeah, it was certainly surreal to have him at, at summer camp playing with Umphreys McGee that year. Um, I think you guys were there that year. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I think we were. Um, so I I think you you guys have been to eight of the summer camps as was my count. Does that sound right to you? Yes, that is right. That is right. Uh, it looks like Jeff played in two thousand four, and then Yonder's first show was in two thousand six. Uh yeah, okay, that sounds that might be right. And um, okay, so you you grew up in in Aurora, Illinois, and and from what I understand, you moved out to Colorado to hone your banjo skills. Uh, I guess what I'm curious is, uh, what I'm curious about is how does a guy from Aurora, Illinois, decide originally to play the banjo, but not just play the banjo, but move to an unfamiliar area to hone your craft? Um, that is a good question, and um, there's like several parts to it. Um, the first part is um, I went to Champaign. Uh huh. And I was living with a group of people who were all really, um, you know, like, like painters or writers or, you know, people are, you know, artistically, artistically involved and kind of doing things that way. And, um, one of my buddies, John Sampson, had a dad who was a, a bluegrass enthusiast. And so he had a banjo. Just, he had brought a banjo down our sophomore year of school. And, um, it was just kind of around and we would mess around on it and all that sort of thing. And then, um, eventually though, someone suggested to me about checking out Earl Scruggs and, um, Foggy Mountain Boys. And so I went and bought the complete Columbia recordings and was just devastated by how awesome it was. You know, um, I couldn't, I couldn't believe that this was going on, so I, I had to learn how to do it.
can you hang me out a second? Sure. Okay. I was, we're on our way to a collision shop. So, um, we had a little thunder bender. Oh, uh, no. Anyway. Oh, we can do this another time if you need to. Oh, uh, no, no. This, this should work. This should work. So I started playing, I started, um, I figured out um, a way to take banjo lessons, and so I, I kind of like, I was going to school, but I was also, um, you know, really interested in, in learning the banjo. So I spent a lot of time, uh, you know, mostly noodling and playing around. I wouldn't call it like, what, what do they call it, like dedicated practice or, you know, or anything like that, but it's just something I, I did. And I, and I realized that as I continued to play that I had, um, you know, was good enough to start playing with other people and then we'd start playing in bars and making a little bit of money. And I was like, well, I mean, I definitely can see myself, um, you know, pursuing this as a way to, you know, have a, you know, not necessarily a career, but like an artistic lifestyle or, you know, or, or a hobby that I really loved, you know. And so I just kind of went from there. And then by the time school was done, I, I kind of had made up the decision that, well, I was going to give it, uh, you know, I'm like, I'm going to give it 10 years. I'm going to work at it for 10 years and see what happens. And um, I started practicing a lot and taking lessons. And um, I moved to Seattle and lived with a buddy of mine and played on the street a bunch. Meanwhile, Jeff had decided to go to Colorado um, because of, we had been to some rocky grass. Um, concerts, you know, and we thought it was awesome, and we kind of, you know, went different ways, but eventually he had recommended me to come to Colorado, and that's sort of where I was, you know, just kind of continuing what I was doing in Seattle, but, you know, it was more of a, you know, it wasn't unlikely to have a lot of 10-hour days playing banjo and stuff, so, um, you know, it kept, it kept you, keeps you busy, and uh, it still keeps me pretty busy. So I'm, you know, I definitely feel like I picked the right thing. <laughs> I I think most people would agree, uh, especially your fans. Who your fans are rabid fans. Uh, that's something I've figured out, uh, especially uh, now with the social media. Uh, I I actually came to a point where I had to hide the kinfolk group. Not not that I don't look at it, but uh, I had to hide it from my regular feed. Yeah, yeah, they uh. The Kinfolk feed is a, um, I admit to reading it, you know, and um, it is a very, you know, very passionate group of people. You know, you couldn't ask for, um, you know, for for better um, for better fans, you know, old and new. Yeah, for sure. I, I posted a question yesterday that I said that I was going to interview you, and I asked if anybody had questions, and the questions just rolled in all night long. Um, um, and <laughs> Nice, and and many of them uh, seemed almost uh, like too too per. I mean, not not too personal, but some of the questions uh, seemed as if they know you personally and were uh, you know asking questions to you know just to see what you'd say. Um, 
Nice. And and we'll get to uh, we'll get to a couple of those questions in a minute here. Um, I, uh, I I was talking with Al, you know, sp- speaking of the the Illinois connection, and I was talking from, with Al from Mo, and he said he met Allie at summer camp, Allie Crawl, and uh-huh. um, I was curious if that's how you guys met, or if you had known her before that um, from your Illinois connections. Um, I. I never knew her, but I did see her play when, you know, in, in the really early days of Yonder Mountain, we would, you know, like, try to make a point of it to go through Champagne. We still had a lot of friends and, and um, you know, just people that were friends with us and who still live there, like graduate students and, you know, and, and other music, music friends that we had made and, you know, just, you know, friends who just decided to stay around. So we would... Yeah, you know, like 99, 2000, 2001, we, we would go through Champagne quite a bit, you know, and, and um, we would always go to, you know, there was a couple places that we used to play, you know, when we were starting out in like a bluegrass holes and stuff like that, you know, a couple bars, and, you know, we would go there and, and you know, hang out and visit, and, you know, I think I saw Allie there with um, Green Mountain Grass or one of those types of bands. She was playing fiddle and singing and stuff like that, but I don't I don't believe that you know, she knew that would have been able to recognize us, but I remember seeing her there. I, I never really met her though until um, we were playing in Portland, and uh, she had come backstage and um, knew the Game of Thrones um, theme song, and, and we hit it off and started playing it, and <laughs> it was um, it was really fun. coming up you can tell her to uh she's got to check out the summer camp podcast um which will hopefully be released this week um by the time you'll be hearing this episode it'll be weeks later but um she keeps coming up with other guests that i've interviewed uh, some of them uh, talking about her being uh fun to collaborate with at summer camp which is part of the beauty of summer camp are the collaborations and um in in looking at your past performances i i noticed a, a couple big names on there um Zach Brown and I, I I love seeing Jerry Douglas with you guys. Is is there is there a particular one that sticks out in your mind? Oh man, that, the Zach Brown Zach Brown Jerry Douglas party was really fun. Um, that was great. You know, they came out, they sang Freeborn Man, and and uh, you know, he had his, all his guys up there, and Jerry Douglas was sitting with us as well.
that was really fun. I remember one time Vince Herman introducing us um, in an Easter Bunny suit on the Moonrise stage when it must have been over 100 degrees, <laughs> you know. Was it Easter Bunny or was it Santa Claus? It may have been Santa Claus. You know, it was a mythical animal or <laughs> Maybe it was Santa Claus, but I remember thinking like, oh my, that has to be very, very warm. I just finished an episode, um, episode three, where I was recounting some of my favorite memories, and that was one of the things I actually brought up was Vince Herman in a Santa Claus suit in 100-degree weather out there introducing the bands and making <laughs> jokes. And But yeah, that, that Zach Brown and Jerry Douglas uh, show, I saw that one in particular last night. That was uh, a blast to watch. That was really fun, and you know, like, it was just fun to hang out with and meet Zach Brown. I mean, the guy's he's pretty pretty big deal. And I tell you, man, you couldn't meet a nicer, you know, more available person. It was pretty cool. You know, you never know what other people are dealing with. You know, on any particular day. Yeah, like you mean like uh, getting in a fender bender and having to do a summer camp podcast interview. <laughs> right. Well, the fender bender happened while I was on tour. Now we're just taking it over to the body shop. But yeah, you know, I mean, that's one of the things about touring that it's pretty. You know, if you can get your if you can get your frame of mind right about it, sort of like you lead like these two very different uh, realities. You know, and the home reality is definitely different than the road reality. But you know, taking the car to get fixed is you know, something that needs to happen. So. Yeah, we'll have fun doing it, right? Well, speaking of being on the road, I'll, I'll ask you just a couple of the questions that I got from the kinfolk on on that website, um, and and I'm only asking this one because it got the most likes. Uh, ben Knock wants to know what the protocol is for farting on the bus. Okay, the protocol for farting on the bus. We prefer that you fart in the bathroom. That's that's you know that's the main thing. We prefer that you <laughs> fart in the bathroom. Uh, and if you can remember, you should probably have a pack of matches on you at all times. Ange Wei asked if, uh, what your favorite song off the new album is and when you'll release it. And we heard a rumor of, uh, more Floyd this summer, possibly even at summer camp and wanted to know if there was any truth to that. Um, I can neither confirm nor deny the rumors. Um, <laughs> um, I will say, like, my, I don't know, I don't really have, like, a favorite track. I think there are a lot of highlights on the record. And the, the main one, though, is that, is that, like, I like how it, the whole thing kind of flows together. You know, it's, um, we tried to tackle it, you know, not necessarily as a concept album, but as making it, instead of, you know, eight or nine discrete pieces, we tried to make it into bigger, you know, um, chunks of, you know, I guess themes or whatever like that. Um, so, you know, bearing that in mind, I, I kind of have a hard time with the favorite, but there, I think the album's coming out in June. Great. Well, we look forward to that right after camp, and uh, so I'm sure we'll hear some of those songs at camp this year. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Really looking forward to summer camp. It's always, um, I don't know, for me, it's, it has a lot mental value, you know. I understand the Illinois situation. <laughs> so, you're you're one of us. 
Yeah, yeah, at, I'm a fifth. At heart. Yeah. <laughs> a fifth. Um, yeah, I suppose I suppose we should fill in the few listeners that don't know what that is. Uh, I always hear that. Um, we I, I travel to Wisconsin. I vacation in Wisconsin a couple times a summer. And a, a FIP for people outside of the Midwest is, uh, and I can believe this or not, I guess it doesn't matter, uh, fucking Illinois people. Uh, and that's, yeah, uh, right. <laughs> I don't know why people do that to us, but that's what we got. I always think of it in, in Wisconsin, you know, they've got these nice, beautiful areas that uh, we come up and ransack for a weekend and then <laughs> Yeah, like, come back. like Door County or something. Yeah, exactly. Uh, w- you know, where we go... We go up to, um, and actually I got married there right across the street from where you played at the Big Top Chautauqua uh, in Bayfield, Wisconsin. And I got to see you guys up there, and that was a real treat. Man, Bayfield is, uh, the Big Top is a great, that's a great gig. I love playing up there, man. It's a lot of fun. For the listeners, if you ever get a chance to go up there and see a show at Big Top Chautauqua during the uh, summer, they put up a big circus tent and a uh, hell of a place to see yonder, I'll tell you. And and it's great because you can just walk right up to the stage. Yeah, it's super cool. Super cool. Um, I like. I just sort of like the whole um, idyllic part of it, you know, outdoors. Yeah, northern Wisconsin, so it definitely feels different than any the most places you play it's got like a northern feel on that it's nice yeah once you get up into northern Wisconsin it's a, it's a different speed up there which is what I really like about it yeah absolutely, absolutely. everything's just a little slower um let's see uh David on Facebook asked uh how many flannels are in your closet uh which is your favorite and do you still have old scratchy <laughs> These are the kind of questions I was talking about where your your fans are maybe a little a little too rabid sometimes. <laughs> well, I have. Let me see. I have one, two. I'd say I have about eleven flannels. I almost anymore only count like Pendleton as being like the real flannel shirt, but I guess I have lots of plaid. Um, so it's hard to tell. I, yeah, let's call it 11. You know, almost two weeks worth of interchangeable or of clean uh, plaid shirts. Um, I do still have old scratchy, although um, whenever I wear it, I, I don't really get a lot of high marks for wearing old scratchy. It's kind of a, a scary one. It scares people. It's very scratchy. That's why I call it that. I, th- I think it's kind of uh, I think it's kind of apropos if you are from Aurora and and uh, <laughs> you were around there during the Wayne and Garth days that you do have to have plenty of flannels. Yeah, right, <laughs> right, right. My name is Wayne Campbell. I live in Aurora, Illinois, which is a suburb of Chicago. Excellent. I've had plenty of Joe jobs. Nothing I'd call a career. Let me put it this way. I have an extensive collection of name tags and hairnets. So people ask me, they're like, oh, Wayne's World. I'm like, actually, it was really like that. It wasn't that <laughs> different. You know, I don't think people expect that, but I'm like, yeah, it's sort of like that. That's kind of how it was. It's kind of what I feel like uh, self-producing and editing and recording a podcast from, from my basement in, in Chicago. 
You're a freak with a microphone. <laughs> right, right. It's not that different. I, I mean, I do. I get, I get back quite a bit. My mom still lives in the house I, I grew up in, and I like to go visit and and see the old neighborhood and and maybe go downtown sometimes. And, and um, although it's probably been a little while since I've been downtown, but, yeah, I, I drove my wife and kids around there once, and I'm like, that doesn't really feel very different from from what it was. There, there are several people who, who said that uh, you're pretty good with financial advice. Is that true? <laughs> um, I, uh, I don't, I don't know if I'm, if I'm really that good. I'm like, my only advice is to uh, not spend more than you bring in. <laughs> Does that count as advice? I don't know. It might be advice by now. I, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm a, I am a pathological saver. I, I'm, you know. I, that's that's part of my craft to bear. Like I'm always thinking about ways to save money. <laughs> so. uh, I'll, I know we only have a couple more minutes left, and uh, you, you need to get going. But uh, we'll swing it back around to summer camp. Is there is there anyone that you're excited to see this year, or anybody you're looking for, looking to jump in with you, or anybody you'd like to play with? I always like to, I like I always like having Al come play. Um, Al Schneer, he's like a good vibe and. He's a good guitar player, and just kind of got an all-around good feeling about him, you know. So I, I can really dig that. Um, I would love to see Warren or have Warren come play. I mean, he's awesome, and I, I'm, I definitely look forward to seeing Trey, you know, crush it. Um, those are two really good ones. Right? You know, yeah. Off the top, we've had Jake Sinager sit in before, and that was pretty awesome. Guy wears it out. Um, I mean, I don't know. It's, it's really hard to pick one or even three. Do you bond with the Umphreys guys, uh, have, being from Illinois? Yeah, I, I mean, at least I, I feel like I do. <laughs> yeah, it feels just pretty solid. Yeah. Um, I imagine late night conversations, arguing over what the best Italian beef is. There, I mean, we haven't had one of those uh, officially, but um, I mean, I like Al's. I'm an Al's guy, but um, I don't know. Where do you fall on the subject? Oh, on Italian beef? Um, well, there's there's Johnny's, which I think has really good beef, but by far my favorite sandwich, and, and this is kind of a newer one, is the Beef Shack, which used to oh. be Zippy's. There used to be a couple Zippy's locations around, and they, they went under, and uh, they came back as the Beef Shack with a stripped-down menu. Um the cheesy beef on garlic. You got to try that. That sounds wonderful. All right. Yeah. So yeah. Check. Next time you come to uh, visit visit your family, uh, there's one in Schaumburg, and then there's one on Belmont in Chicago. Oh, okay. All right, I'll definitely try that. The beef check. Got it's got to be on garlic. On garlic. Okay. Good. We have a place here in Boulder called Mustard's Last Stand. You know. Uh huh. And it's got you know they do beef and. It's pretty fun to go in there. You know, it's, it's pretty good beef for Colorado, you know. I will have to try that. I haven't been out there too much. Oh, well, if you come, it's like this, this greasy little yellow building. It's pretty awesome. It sounds exactly the way it should be. Yeah, there's not many places like that in town. <laughs> All right, Dave. Well, uh, well, we'll wrap it up with the financial advice slash beef conversation. I think that's an appropriate way to wrap up a summer camp interview. Right. Right, save your money for beef. <laughs> well, 
Well, hey, I, uh, I, I know you're a busy guy and you got to get going. I want to thank you so much for taking the time. Uh, thank you for, um, I'm sure I've seen you all eight times at summer camp that you've been there. Thanks for that. And uh, we're looking forward to this year. Absolutely, man. Thank, and thank you for taking the time, too. I know that you guys, you know, work hard at what you're doing. And, and I uh, appreciate you thinking about Yonder Mountain String Band, man. It's awesome. Absolutely. I mean, I, I'm just doing this as a fan, and uh, it's kind of consumed my life for now, but uh, uh, I'm, I'm looking forward to taking a break from it soon and uh, actually coming out to the festival. Nice. Well, uh, uh, don't uh, you know, don't be afraid to say hello if you see me walking around looking for Italian beef. Absolutely. Will do. Uh, for our listeners, okay. you, can, you can find Yonder Mountain String Band at yondermountain.com as well as on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, Instagram, all that good stuff. Absolutely. Uh, all right, thanks again. We'll see you at summer camp, Dave. Okay, YouTube. All right, take care. Bye. gentlemen we're backstage in the what do you call this thing uh, like shipping, container. shipping container which is serving as uh, the green room at summer camp we've survived the first rainstorm we are practicing for the performance and I'd like to introduce you to my favorite people Allie Crawl, how you doing today favorite person number one Jake Jolly I'm great he's number two Dave everything's awesome Adam not so good no why not I'm tired, man. You're tired, man. I am. Yeah. But you're not. It's not like a self-induced. This is just. I mean, you didn't. Oh, we didn't you, sleep. You didn't sleep. Right. But it's not like you were shit-faced or anything. No. 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 That was Dave. That was Dave. Dave, how are you? I'm great. <laughs> okay. Well, the, this this gentleman over here that is uh, is our uh, our resident Seth Rogen impersonator. His name is Mark, and he helps us do all the things we have to do in a timely manner and professionally. My name's Ben. This is Ben Blue. Pleasure, pleasure, talking to you. Um, and uh, now, if someone else would hold this, I'd like to take off my pants and show everyone my junk. Allie? <laughs> All right, that was the entire band hanging out backstage at summer camp a couple years ago. And we are going to keep this rolling right into the jam of the week with Yonder Mountain String Band from the Sunshine Stage on May 24th of 2015. This is their cover of Preacher Man. Yes, he would. He would. 
Thank you. 